Welcome to The Great Sources, where we explore fundamental Torah ideas through the great books and sources of Jewish thought. Okay, so last week we discussed tefillah, the idea that the fact that someone believes Hashem should do something will cause him to do it. Today, we're going to talk about the opposite phenomenon, which is tzaddik v'raloi. That is, that even if someone believes that he should be treated in a certain way, he's treated differently. Um, the age-old question, why do bad things happen to good people? So, there's a Gemara about this. And uh, you can follow along with the Maimah Kaimis. I think That's you'll, not all you say you'll know. It certainly is. <laughs> so why am I starting from the Gemara? Yeah. Fair question. So let's look at the Gemara. Maybe that will get answered in the course of the evening. Okay. So the Gemara is in Brachas Dav Zayin. Eev Sefer wouldn't have fit on the page. <laughs> get a little uh, summary here of Eev then, right? So Actually, the, it's, no, it's no real answer in the... Well, that, we'll get to that, right, we'll have to get to that. So the Gemara, but the Gemara gives a very straightforward answer, so it should be simple. This is the Gemara Brachas Dav Zayin. It says, Pnei Ma Yesh Tzadik V'Toivloi V'Yesh Tzadik V'Raloi Yesh Rasha V'Toivloi Yesh Rasha V'Raloi And the answer is Tzadik V'Toivloi Tzadik Gomer Okay, so this idea that a tzaddik gomer cannot suffer unjustly appears a few other places in the Gemara. That's on the Brachas of Zion of Beis. The Gemara says that the Pasuk says that the Bala Russia tzaddik mimenu, the Russia could swallow up someone who's more righteous than him. And the Gemara says tzaddik mimenu beleya, tzaddik gomer in a beleya. He can swallow up someone who's more righteous than him, but an absolute tzaddik will not suffer from the Russia. And then there's also Gemara Nabat Zardav Dalid. I think it should say I'm an Aleph there. That's the third Maramakim. Where the Gemara compares the Tefillah of Avram, that a tzaddik shouldn't die along with the Russia and Sadaim, with a Pasuk in Yechazkel that says clearly that Bechrati Mech Tzaddik for Russia, that Hashem is destroying. Yushalayim, the tzaddik will be killed along with the rasha, and the Gemara says the difference is tzaddik gomer and tzaddik she'ena gomer. Tzaddik she'ena gomer will only suffer if he deserves personally to suffer. Tzaddik she'ena gomer might suffer along with the rasha. Seemingly unjustly, tzaddik virale. Okay, so. You're translating for means unjust? Okay, yeah, I mean, uh, yes. Uh, we'll get clear why we're saying that. Because we'll see from the Gemara that uh, if a tzaddik suffers but understands why he's suffering, that wouldn't be called rally. We'll get to that. Okay, but tzaddik rally means everything is toiv in reality. Everything is toiv. So if you see ra, that means you see something which shouldn't be. As our conception of reality, it shouldn't exist. But that will get clear as we go on. Okay, so... Before we focus on the answer, let's focus on the question. The question is not is a little bit, not as, uh, as simple as it seems. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, the Gemara says, Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem, he didn't ask him, that wasn't the question. The question was, 
Why are there two different things? Why are there two different paths? One of tzaddik who gets type and one of tzaddik gets ra. So the question is not quite why do bad things happen to good people? The question is, how come sometimes tzaddik kutayvla and sometimes tzaddik ra? So that's important to note, and we'll get back to that. What does that tell us? First, let's focus. So now, let's, well, now let's go to the answer. So the answer is tzaddik gomer, tzaddik sheina gomer. What does that mean? What does, it, what does a tzaddik gomer mean? What does a tzaddik sheina gomer mean? So I think that's pretty simple. The Gemara says, Brachas daflam dalon beis makom shabalei tshuva oimdim tzaddikin gomerim einam oimdim. So the Gemara seems to be implying that tzaddik gomer means someone who never did a chait. And it's contrasted to a bal tshuva. So tzaddik gomer is someone who never did a chait. And he won't suffer tzaddik viraloi. Tzaddik she'ena gomer is a tzaddik who did a chait. He's a tzaddik because he does tshuva. And he might suffer. And that's tzaddik viraloi. This, um... The, the Ramban and Shah Gamal says this. The Ramban and Shah Gamal says this, that this is how he understands the Gemara, Pashat. He just says, I, I, I don't even think it needs a raya, but there are people that say different things in this Gemara. The Ramban and Shah Gamal says that a tzaddik Gomer is a tzaddik who has no Averis. And the Ramam in a letter, that's the fifth Maramakim, says the same thing. Quotes this Gemara and he says, Mass of Horashoim, Horoim, I think it should say, Shazer Gormuloi Elu Horois. Mass of Horoim, Shazer Gormuloi. The fact that he has some evil actions, some evil deeds, Cause these evils, had his maestim from Shleiman perfect, he would not have any pega. Same thing with the Russia. Yes? So we're talking about a few, all these questions that we're having are for the maybe 10 people in the history of Kaisal. Well, the Gemara says they're Tzadik Kutoyvloi. There's not a question on that. The Gemara says the people who never did Averis are actually Tzadik Kutoyvloi. I'm just saying that even in the contrast, Moshe Rabbein is asking, saying we're talking, when we talk about a Tzadik Gomer, we're right. talking about. These 10 people. That's what it would seem. So we never did a chit, but we'll get to that. Because otherwise, it's always a tzaddikam. What's a tzaddikam? What's a Not the four people who were made. No, but the Gemara says, Makam Shabali Tshuva, I'm doing some tzaddikam group. You see, they're contrasted. I don't know if that's correct. It's not that the Ramban touches it, and I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have thought so either. So you think Tadagam refers to four people in history? Yeah. We'll get to that. We will get <laughs> to that. But the Ramban does say that. The Ramban says that, okay? The Ramban says that, that Tadagam is someone who has no avoin at all. And, and, and the Rambam in the Igeris, and in Igeris says that too. I hear you suggesting alternative, but so let's, Moshe, let's why, go with that. Why Moshe Rabbeinu ask about Tzadik and not about so, Rosh, or sometimes he's like that? He did, he did, he did. It's part of this next, he says, But then the, but then the problem is like this. So the problem is, if the Tzadik V'toivloi has no Avera, and the Tzadik V'toivloi has some Avera, which like the Rambam says in that letter, he has some Avera, so some Averas cause him some rights. So then what's the question? What was Moshe Rabbeinu's question? Why is tzaddik v'toyvli tzaddik? Everything is fair. Everything makes sense. If you don't deserve it, you don't get it. If you do deserve it, you get it. I saw this question quoted by Shem Darizal. So if that's the Gemara's answer, that the one you only suffer because there is some aver that deserves a punishment, then what's the question? The question has to be that there's something unfair. And the answer is no, it is fair because it's not fair. You know, what, what, what's, and he's comparing two things that both deserve exactly what they get. So there's something going wrong with the question and answer so now we have to look at the story, and this story brings out a lot of different ideas. In some way, it confirms some ideas, but it also causes some questions. And that's the story of Nochem Ishgamzu, who was blind in two eyes, blind in both of his eyes, double amputee on his arms and his legs. His whole body was full of shit. And he was in a shaky house, and they had to put the feet of his bed in cups of water 
so that the worms, uh, the, the ants shouldn't crawl on it. The, well, the house was shaky, so his Talmudim wanted to take his bed out of the house that was in, at risk of falling down, and then take out all the furniture, everything else from the house. He told him, no, take out everything from the house and then take me out, because I'm sure that as long as I'm in the house, that the house is not going to fall. They took out the kalim, then they took out his bed, and then the house fell. Amr lo talmidov, Rebbe, since you're at Tzadik Gomer, why are you in such a sorry state? So let's just analyze the question here. He just said that he's sure that nothing bad is going to happen to him. That's what Tzadik Gomer. That's what says in Brachas. Only at Tzadik Gomer, Tzadik B'toyvah. Tzadik She'ener Gomer can sometimes have Tzadik Rale. So he just said that he knows exactly how Hashem is going to be with him. That means he's a tzaddik betoyvla. So that means he's a tzaddik gomer. If he's a tzaddik gomer, why does he look the way he looks? Seems to be tzaddik gorala. So he told him, I brought it upon myself because I was once on the road and I had a few donkeys of food and drink. And an uni came and said, Rebbe, give me. And I told him, wait till I unload the donkey. And I didn't finish unloading the donkey and the, and the uni died. So I fell on my face and I said, my eyes who didn't have pity on your eyes should get blind. My hands that didn't pity on your hands should be amputated, my legs should be cut off. I didn't calm down until I said, So he brought it upon himself. And they said to him, Woe to us that we see you this way. He says to them, Woe to me, have you not seen me in this, way, in this state. And why do they call him Nochemish Gamzu? Because everything that happened to him, he would say Gamzu Lutev. Okay, so, he's Tzadik Betoivoy. He's Tzadik Betoivoy. He says, the house is not going to fall on me. I know it won't fall on me, because that would be Ra. I consider that Ra, says Dov Rosh Gamsa. So it's telling him to say, if you're Tzadik Gomor, because you're Tzadik Betoivli, so why do you look the way you do? You seem to be Tzadik Baraloi. So he's saying, no, it's not Tzadik Baraloi, because I believed that this is appropriate for me. And that's what the Gemara continues. He's called Nachamish Gamsu, because he says Gamsu Teva. So Ra doesn't mean suffering. Ra means something which is inappropriate. And he's saying, everything that happens to me is perfectly clear, perfectly correct, and therefore, I consider it type. And, and that's his meat. That's his meat. doesn't mean someone who's never done anything that he would consider wrong. So here's the problem. That how could he be called a tzaddik mm-hmm. That's exactly the problem. So on the one hand, that Gemara confirms what, what's happening in the Gemara Brachas, that a tzaddik someone who doesn't have Ra. It also tells us that Ra means something which you, just, you don't believe is appropriate. But a tzaddik how could he be called himself a tzaddik if he was once chayte? The definition of a tzaddik gomer is someone who's never chaytid, so they're banning the Rambam. So then he's not a tzaddik gomer. What's going on? Why was this a chayt? Well, he was a chayt. He considered it what he did, what he did with the Yoni. The fact that he didn't give tzedakah was a chayt, or...? He considered it a chayt. But only half I think he considered it a chayt. Because he considered it. Okay, okay, that's the suggestion. That maybe it wasn't a true chayt, but it's something like that. Okay, that's an idea. All right, so, I see that gomer as a tzaddik gomer, but Tzadik Gomer, who did a chet, yet he's called a Tzadik Gomer, and he won't suffer, he's Tzadik Gomer. So that's a question on the Gemara Brachas. We have, a, we have, we have a, um, someone who did a chet, and we would think then he's the Tzadik Sheinah Gomer, and yet he's called a Tzadik Gomer, and he's Tzadik Gomer. The opposite question would be Iv. Because Iv, you know the story, Iv was a Yerele Kimbasur Meiran, and didn't deserve what he experienced, which was 
um, which was really a test. The Satan came to Hashem and said, you have to test him. And um, he gets tested and he suffers a lot. And the whole story of Yiv is that he's debating with his friends, why is this going on? But like the Rabbim says in the Murder of Uchim, he says the one thing they didn't realize was that it was because of the Satan. So it's so very ironic, because here we read the story of Yiv and, and the Satan came to, Yiv, to Hashem and said, we have to test him. He gets tested. And these terrible things are happening. He doesn't know why they're happening. And he's debating why is these things happening. And he doesn't know what we know, which is that's all for the Satan. But he's a Tzaddik Gomor. Because he doesn't deserve this. He did no Avera that brought upon him the Yisurim. And yet he's suffering. So, we have what seems to be a Tzaddik Gomor, at least in terms of the fact that he never did an Avera. That's the story of Yid. Who is um, suffering, Tzaddik Guradoy. And we have what seems to be a Tzaddik Sheina Gomor, Nochem Gamzu. He did an Avera. And yet he's still somehow Tzaddik Betoyboy and, and is called a Tzaddik Gomor. So, let's talk about this. Um, I want to talk about tshuva. To understand this, I want to talk about tshuva. I want to focus on, on a perspective of a tzaddik. Really, this, this topic demands its own shear, probably the topic of tshuva, but uh, especially a tzaddik's approach. But we're going to talk about it as much as relevant for tonight. Yes? We'll talk about the L. Yeah. So, <laughs> hope so. Hope so. So here, the next few marmakaymas here are, are, are quotes from tzaddik. There's seven... Um, through 12. Tzaddik has this idea, we're not going to go into the sources so much, but uh, let's go through the Marmachimus here. He says, the idea of tshuva is recognizing complete yichud, complete unity. In reality, the idea of returning things back to Hashem. He says, tshuva means to return things to Hashem, to recognize that everything, including your, your Avera, at its root is Hashem's, it's not yours. Kol ma'as of ma'asi Hashem. Tshuva means to return. You recognize everything was created by Hashem. That's why zedoynis nasis kishuyis. That's why there's this midah and tshuva that what you did wrong can become a schus. Because the essence of tshuva is recognizing that it's giving up ownership of your action. Saying, I can't face the fact that I did it and I own it and I'm the agent of, of, a, of a negative thing. Therefore I see it as coming from Hashem and we'll talk about how that works. Coming from Hashem, it must be a good thing, because everything that comes from Hashem is a good thing. That's the idea of Zedoynis Nasis Kishuyis. And then in the next one, in 11, he says, what, you're not going on the Derech Hashem. When a person's doing something that he thinks is against Hashem, he doesn't have a kavanah to go on the Derech Hashem. On the contrary. And then when he does tshuva, he realizes that even something that he did, intending to do different than Hashem's will is actually Hashem's will. Actually, Hashem must have willed it. Because it's a greater madrega. The madrega is called You come to the realization that you own nothing and that everything comes from Hashem. So in that sense, Balchuv is greater than the Tzadigomer. He returns everything to its root. So let me explain this a little bit. There are different levels of this. I want to explain it on, on, a, on, a, on a sort of a basic level. A person, and he also says, and this is important to know, that the midah of tshuva is even for a tzaddik. It's, a, it's, a, it's an approach. It's an approach, it's a relationship to Hashem. Giving everything back to Hashem and not taking ownership for anything. 
a person does something wrong. A person does not vera. So he has a big problem. How does he face, how do you live with yourself when you realize that you did evil? That you actually did ra, did something. You created something evil. So now what? So now what? Either you walk around with that, and then you're, you're forever, you're, you have a problem. You're, 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 you've, got, you've got an issue because you corrupted something, and you own that. So that leads to charata. That's, that's obviously the root of charata. And then what happens is you, you say, you don't want to own it. You don't want to consider yourself an agent, someone who's able to really do evil, and someone who actually did evil. So you recognize, you recognize your flaw. You recognize then, through the charata, the charata makes you realize, I'm flawed. I'm not capable of making the right decision. So something that was in its time a zadoing, something that when you did it, you were well aware of what you were doing. When you look back and say, but that was an error, you're saying, oh, there's something essentially flawed with my das. I'm not capable of really making decisions. I'm like a lav bar das. A lav bar das is like a lav bar bechira. And I do not want to get into the whole bechira question. I'll just use that word once. It's like, you, it's like you recognize that you didn't have the choice to do it. That attitude of saying, I can't own this, I can't own this maisa. It's too terrible for me to own it, for me to, for me to be the one who did it, the agent, the one who really is the one who is behind this. Makes you give it back to Hashem, say, Hashem, I have nothing to, I can't, I can't, this is not mine, I don't want it, I wish I never did it. It happened. It's yours. It's a tremendous cop-out. Then why is it a good thing? Because... There's a certain truth, a deeper truth to it. It's a certain tamimus. Everything does come from Hashem. And we have a certain illusion, and that's, I don't want to get into that whole Bechira question. Is not you do you have to get to that, and that's really what's going true. on at the root of this. But uh, I want to talk about it from a Tshuva and a Harata perspective, not from a Bechira perspective. We just Kabbalah Lassen. Okay, go ahead. Well, I think you can. I don't think I'm Where does Kabbalah Lassen come in? I think, do you mean to ask that in as much as you are giving up your, your ability to, to discern right from wrong, aren't you inherently not? Isn't that a flawed Kabbalah? Is that the question? Yeah. yeah that's oh. a very good question. But is that, was that where you were going? Meaning the next step, you didn't, yeah. I yeah. can't say I had that deep. Yeah, but that's, but that's really right. It, it, in a way, it, it goes against Kabbalah because you're saying you give up. You're throwing the towel. You're nothing. True, true, true. And it's not a contradiction to Kabbalah but I think to the extent that the way it works is that you're giving it back to Hashem, and that the Avera could become a schus, in a certain sense, that, uh, that uh, yeah, we need a Kabbalah Asad for it. The next Avera will become a schus too. Right? So... <laughs> well, maybe that's the Kabbalah Asad according to this one. That what? That whatever happens is not, is, is not my... Okay, my it is. Right. Maybe, maybe. maybe. There is a Rashi in, in, in Yechezkel that talks about uh, there is a tshuva, there is a tshuva amonash lelachtai. Which is a good tshuva, but you can do tshuva even not amonash lelachtai. And I think it means this idea that this type of tshuva it's essentially a accepting, you know, it's a different tshuva, because it's, accept, it's, a it's a different tshuva, because it's accepting the fact that at a deeper le- on a deep level, you really don't have true agency, and you really don't own your action. that maybe what you're doing is inherently, you're being sized to yourself, because then you're, you're, you're not actually, if you're not being macabre to keep doing it, then you're not actually being saying that this is, you're trying to show a little bit of, I guess, by lesser ownership over your own By what? Actions. By not being macabre? Uh, yeah. No, but if you say that you really have no control, but what if you say you really have no control, then you can't be macabre. Kabbalah Azad implies a degree of control. 
That's the question. No, this is a very important, this is a very good question. Because, it, because then it means that um, it comes from Hashem. That means if it's not you who did it. No, no, no. But schos me, if, if Hashem wants something, then, it, then by definition it's a schos. The only possibility of rise is if someone contravened get the rights in Hashem. No, it must mean that it's good. It means it must be good because Hashem wants it. Why would you say that Hashem What? What? Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. I don't. I was trying to avoid that. You have charata on the fact. You have charata because you can't own it. Charata means that your your inability to own what you did. Normally, people walk through life. They think they own their actions, right? No, because people feel pri- proud of what they did, and they feel like they're doing something. They feel like they know something. They're sensing. They're able to act accordingly. Charata means when you realize that you you're fundamentally that process is fundamentally flawed. That's charata. I know what. So then you don't charata when you when you was done is not There's no reason to be mischaret on the fact that you did it. The zodim became a schus. Charata is on the fact that you realize that you are flawed. That's charata. Then I'm not laudable. Okay, let's 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 leave questions. Any more questions on this point? Let's leave for afterwards. Okay. Any more questions on this point? Shalom, please. Let's leave for afterwards. Okay. Now, so he says that that like I mentioned before, he says even a tzaddik should be. Could be, let's say, for now. Oh, he's sick in this uh, method of tshuva, of recognizing, of recognizing that at its root, everything is returned to Hashem. And um, this is a pasuk, really. The pasuk says, "Nishai Yazev Rosha Darkevish Oven Machshavoisa V'Yoshev El Hashem." Ki loy Machshavoisa Machshavoiseichem Oloy Darkechem Durachoy Ki Gashe Gavu Shemayim Boratz Ken Gavu. So the Russia should abandon his ways. Why? Because your ways are not my ways. Now your ways is not the Russia. It's humanity in general. Humanity in general, anyone who's on the Aretz is not like Hashem in the Shemayim. And this passage, stands in stark contrast to Valach the which we spoke about last week. The essence of Tefillah is because a person is going to be Shemer Derech Hashem, so Hashem has to act in a way that he understands. But here the passage says, There is some chasm that's unbridgeable between the derech of people, human derech, and the derech of Hashem. Now the passage says, The Russia should be eyes of his derech. Why? That applies even to the tzaddik. But it's the Russia who did a chait. The chait is what precipitates, what quickens the realization that the human way is not the way of Hashem. The humans can never be perfect. So it's the chait which makes the Russia realize, it makes him realize that the humans can never emulate Hashem, cannot really know Hashem and, and act in a perfect way. Anyone could know this. applies to anyone, but it's the Russia, and it's the chait that the Russia did which makes him shift into that method of, that mode of relating to Hashem. Okay, so now, so now we know, now we understand why the Baal is the tzaddik v'raloi. See, the tzaddik v'toivloi is the one who tells Hashem what he thinks is, should be done. And that's what happens. That's what tzaddik v'toivloi means. It only happens if he believes it should happen. And that, as we spoke about last week, is because the tzaddik v'omer is the one who's supposed to learn from Hashem, Hashem he's supposed to relate to Hashem about Hashem's ways, he's supposed to copy them. He's supposed to have das Hashem. He's supposed to have das Hashem. He's supposed to know Hashem. He's supposed to know. He's supposed to have das. 
spoke about that last week. Das means Das Hashem. The Russia who does tshuva, he suspends his Das. He realizes that he lacks Das. He lacks Das Hashem. So he's rally. He no longer has this right. He no longer has this, this matana that what he believes to be right is going to happen. There's no essential rule saying that what you believe is right should happen. Things can be much more complicated than you believe. But the tzaddik v'tayvloi, the tzaddik gomor, has the koyach of tefillah. Because he knows, he understands Hashem. The Russia is forced, the Balchuva is forced to say, I don't understand, I'm flawed, I cannot understand. You can't understand? So you, you put yourself into the world of Ra. By, by, by engaging in the Ra, the Russia got himself into the world of, even when he does tshuva. So he's now a tzaddik. He's now in the world of tzaddik v'rah. So Moshe Rabbeinu's question was, I don't understand the two paths, as we said before. The question wasn't, the question was, how come sometimes there's a midah of tzaddik v'tayvlai? Which means, the tzaddik has the ability to decide what's taif, and only that will occur to him, and only experience that. And sometimes the tzaddik is wrath. The answer is there are two types of tzaddikim. There's the tzaddik gobba, who's Yedeya Hashem, and there's the Balchuva who's forced to give up his, his das. Let's go to Nachamish Gamzu. Nachamish Gamzu found a way out. Nachamish Gamzu did a, did a, a, a terrible thing. He faced his Avera. That's what he did. See, the Russia, you do an Avera, and, and you can't face it. You don't want to take ownership of it. And, that's what, that's, and that is the schos. The fact that you give up ownership of your actions, that's tshuva. Because you're saying it's all Hashem's. I, I can't believe I did that. I, I'm disconnected from myself. I realize that I'm flawed. I realize that I'm capable of making decisions, of knowing things. Everything is back to Hashem. It's all, it's his. I, I can't, I can't, I can't take it. Nochemish Gamzu doesn't want that. Nochemish Gamzu says, you know, I'm going to look at it, I'm going to look at the chait straight on. I'm going to take it, face it, and I'm going to see what it means. Well, here's what it means. Lose your hands, lose your legs, get blind. Velenes Karadaiti, his das, didn't get back to his uh, equilibrium, didn't cool off until he said, go go for So he's the tzaddik gomer, even after he did an avera. Because he's the one who said, I don't, want to, I don't want to give up on Tzadik Gomer. I don't want to give everything back to Hashem and say, I'm, I'm, I'm a loser. I'm terrible. I want to still be able to understand things. I want to still look around and have clear das and know what's supposed to happen. But then I have to face the chait and say, well, what's supposed to happen because of the chait? If I really own it, if I really did that, so what's supposed to happen? Well, here's what's supposed to happen. This is a terrible thing. So you could do a chait and you could still be a Tzadik Gomer. But then you have to really... Except the hate and its ramifications. So, well, no, not, that's a different kind of tshuva. Because he's not saying that, he's not giving it back to Hashem. He's taking full responsibility for it. He's saying that, that I deserve such terrible punishments. See, see, tshuva, when you do tshuva, you say you're, you're throwing yourself on Hashem's mercy. Tshuva lasts for Rachman. This, this is not a tshuva that lasts for Rachman. This is saying I did a terrible thing, I own it, and I have to. Accept the consequences as awesome as, as, as they might be. Why can you be a Russia and do tons of errors and then identify that everything is from Hashem and then you're kind of Tzadik Gomer? Okay, that's a good, that's, you're not, well, you're not Tzadik Gomer, you'd be about Tshuva, but uh, that's a good question. No, but if you're not identifying that it's your own action, that's about Tshuva. That's a good question. That's an excellent question. Why can't you do Echtav Yashuv? This is a problem. I, I, that's back to the Bechira question, and I was. Okay. Even, I don't even, know. But even not for even if you even if you accept the punishment and get and get punishment for it, you can still you can still actively do an avera, then take punishment, accept punishment for it after. 
I don't know. I don't. Maybe, maybe. I don't know how Echtav Yashuv works in that regard. That is, might be Echtav Yashuv, which the Gemara says won't work. You know, must speak about Lasa Shuvah, so maybe you just you're not going to end up doing that. I don't know. So you know, there's an idea called Shuvas Hamishkol. Shuvas Hamishkol means from the, from the Rishayim, the Rekeach a lot. See the Ashkenaz. Shuvas Hamishkol means a measure, a weight that they, they prescribed the Rekeach prescribed for such and such an avera. Here's how many, Here's what you have to do: just torture yourself in such and such ways. And and the Noidim Yehuda Narachayim Simon Amin Hey says, you know, what, what do we need this for? He says the Gemara says how to do tshuva. So what is it, what are these sigufim about? So he, he says something. He explains it. But but I would suggest that it's actually two different mahalchim here. There's the tshuva of when you throw yourself on Hashem's rachamanis because you 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 just say I, it's not me. I, I give up. It's all you. And 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 then it becomes a schus. But then there's this other tshuva where you still where you could actually face face take ownership of what you did and keep ownership of what you did. But then you have to balance it out. Then you have to do tshuva and mishkol. So the question is, do you want to be a tzaddik gomer, or do you want to be a bal tshuva? Now, um, so you have nachamish gamzu. He did an affair, but he's still a tzaddik gomer. And the reverse can also be true. We spoke about Eve. So Eve didn't do anything wrong. Seems to be like he's a tzaddik gomer, and yet he suffered. Well, that's not necessarily the case because. Someone could be a tzaddik she'en gomer as an abal tshuva, meaning someone who believes that he doesn't know and everything is Hashem's, everything is sourced in Hashem, and he doesn't consider himself an agent, someone who has the ability to actually really do things, mechadish things, even if he never did an avera. If that were the case, then he wouldn't, wouldn't have a complaint. He didn't. Well, let's leave that. We'll talk about that afterwards if you want. Um, I'm going to leave the Eiv question now. I'll just say one point about Eiv. Just maybe two points about Eiv. Avram Avinu argues with Hashem, and that's the Tzadik B'Toivle, the one who says, if, it's not, if I don't believe it's good, it can't happen. Because Hashem relates to the Tzadik B'Toivle, allows the Tzadik to know Hashem, and to see Hashem's type. Eiv says, that's the last Maramokim there, that if you want to argue with God, he won't answer, even one out of a thousand. So he's denying this possibility of Hashem answering the one who argues with him, which has happened to Avram. And, certainly not going to go into this, just to point out, and then we'll finish up, that, that Avram and Eve went through the opposite sequence of events. Avram Avinu said, Anoichi offer of Efer, and then he argued with Hashem. Then he was tested by that Kedah. He passed the test, and he was declared a Yireh Likim, and then he brings a carbon instead of Yitzchak. The story of Eve, if you're familiar, is the story of Eve starts with, Eve is a Yireh Likim, and when his sons would make a Mishnah, he would bring a carbon Instead, the number of his sons to be mechaper them. Then he was tested, and he said, "I can't. Argue, I, I won't argue with Hashem. He doesn't answer the one who argues with him." And then his final words are, "I finally get it." Nichamti al offer ve'efer. So Avram Avinu is the one who argues with Hashem. He's the tzaddik gaber. Eve is the opposite. Their paths are the, the their careers are the, the opposite paths. So now, like this, the question of, of just who's greater. You know, famous who's greater? Tshuva, tzaddik gaber. It's not about it's not about two different people. This is a very one of the, maybe the most fundamental question of Avodas Hashem. It's what mida is a greater mida? Mida is it the mida of the Balchuva who gives everything back to Hashem and minimizes himself, like that lashon of Rabbi Tzadik. He said, "Ain loy klum." He's a nobody. Well, that's a certain madrega of Avodas Hashem. It's a certain way of relating to Hashem. That's the mida of tshuva. What is the mida of Tzadik Amor? He says, "No, I'm a real somebody because I know everything." I know exactly what Hashem is up to. And I know that, and I could argue with Hashem. 
Well, that's also something. That's also powerful. That's the question. That's the Machalikas and the Gemara Brachis. Who's greater? It's Machalikas. We mentioned before the Balachuvah are greater. But there's a Mandal that says Sadiq Gomer is greater. It's not just about two different people, it's about these two Midas. And one is the Tzadik Ketoyvle, one is the Tzadik Rale. One is the one who could be Mespalo, and what he believes should happen is going to happen, and one is who is in a world where he gives up, he doesn't know. But in that way, by that, he's giving everything back. So that's for now, that's for tonight, that's about the Tzadik Ketoyvle, the Tzadik Rale, the Russia, and now I think it's clear why I said Tzadik Ketoyvle means someone who's suffering unjustly, right? The Gemara of Nachamish Gamzah is the Tzadik Ketoyvle, because he believes it's Toyv, he sees that this is what should be happening to him. The Russia Gomer and the Rosh Hashanah Gomer, obviously, now we've got to think about that. And then the Russia Varad, the Russia Varad, it's a whole different question. That should be something we discussed tonight. Thanks so much to everyone for listening to The Great Sources. Please remember to rate and review the podcast. That's how it gets out there to even more people. Thank you and good night.